Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. I am your host, Janie Charlo. Today we are chatting with Mr. Russell Bruce. Russell is a senior network engineer. He's a father, a former college basketball star, a motivational speaker and mentor. Um, I personally know Russell um, as Chef Russ because he is in partnership with me to provide meal prep for my clients and patients for weight management. But um, today we are actually talking about his spiritual journey. Uh, Russ and I have had a few small conversations in passing, and I was really enlightened by a lot of the wisdom and the knowledge that he shared, and I invited him to the show to share it with our listeners as well. So welcome to the show, Russell. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, today I tend to relate myself more so to my spiritual journey as opposed to say in my younger days I was a basketball star so I kind of define myself by that uh, during the period in which I was married raising my kids I was pretty much defined by my family mm. but like I said now it's like I'm really at that phase of life where I'm delving deeper in who I'm who I really am at the core spiritually that's interesting you said that. So do you believe that at different phases of our life, we define ourselves by different things Yeah. and titles? I, that's true. I tend to think that's true. I think as we go through this evolution that we call life, that we tend to define ourselves by those things that are occurring in that chapter. Hmm. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, so Russell, tell us a little bit about spiritual awakening. What, how do you define that? What does that mean to you? Well, I think spiritual awakening is when people wake up to the knowledge of themselves. Mm. Um, I think that self-actualizing moment when we realize that we are something more than just our physical bodies, that there's something that's deep down inside of us that connects us to not just our physical spacesuit that we wear here in this physical reality, but to the creator of the universe. Okay. So, have you had a spiritual awakening? I like to think that I did. I, I would say yes, to answer that question, yes. Okay, can you expound on that? Yeah, I think mine... Mine is pretty interesting. I've I've had some interesting experiences throughout my life. I could say I had some awakenings and some periods even when I went back to sleep. But um, I would say, yeah, mine started off very early. I had several things occur in my childhood that, you know, I kind of put on the shelf because I couldn't really explain it. And through the years, you know, growing up in a Baptist setting, I had an uncle who was a Baptist minister. So I spent a lot of time Sunday school and church, singing in the church choir and that whole experience. But nothing really seemed to be able to define some of the experiences that were occurring. So it kind of led me into studying more mystical and scientific things. So give me an example of an experience that, you know, following your Baptist religion that could not explain that experience? Well, I, I really would have to go all the way back to my childhood. When I was about four years old, my brother and sister three and four years older than me, so I was about four. They were about six or seven. And one evening we were home alone and we were playing and we were at the bottom of the steps and all the lights were out upstairs, but if we look at the top of the steps, there was a little man, probably about four feet in height, that was in his ghostly form, 
But so you're it, saying this is a vision that you had at this, four years this old. This was a real live vision that we all seen with our eyes, right? Okay. So this guy is leaning up against the wall and uh, just smiling, really, like very peaceful. And my brother and sister take off running, me being four, you know, mm-hmm. at that age, we have imaginary friends and we tend to not be fearful of things because we don't understand fear to that degree at that right. age, right? Well, I, I do know or I have heard that children are still very close to the spiritual world around that age, so I'm not surprised to hear that. That is very true. They're still closer to the other side than they are to this world, so they tend not to have all that fear. Fear is something is learned behavior. So in this this bean had on a leopard skin jacket Wow. A uh, hat, afro, slacks. Dressed like people were dressed back during the 60s, but clearly it was, uh, there was a lot of messages and so forth in it now looking back that over the period of my 54 years of existence that it makes a lot more sense now than it did back then. Wow, that's vivid. I mean, that's very vivid. That's a vivid vision <laughs> that you had. Um I mean, has it made any sense to you over the years? It's made a lot of sense. I, over the period of uh, maybe the last 20 years or so, I have got more clarity as to what that experience really was and why I probably uh, communicated with it as opposed to my brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why he was wearing a leopard skin jacket, Mm -hmm. it all makes sense now. Um, well, tell us, well, Russell. What, I mean, what, what, what does it mean? <laughs> I try, I try, to give you, try to give you this short version. Mm-hmm. So, I believe in reincarnation. So, I believe that we live plenty of lives, right? Uh, I believe that our soul, our our light body, is is an energetic field, right? That studying the basic law of energy it cannot be created nor destroyed it just moves and changes shape and form Mm -hmm. so going back to this person that appeared right i was told that it was imhotep of ancient egypt and Mm. that i was a scribe up underneath him Mm -hmm. back during that time that i was a relative i was the nephew of his wife Mm But just looking at some wow. of the things that I do in this life, it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. that, you know, I can say that it, it's not true, but I did have a gift of writing and re- remembering history. And I have a love for history, especially our history, mm-hmm. you know, not just history in America, but in Africa and ancient history. Mm-hmm. And um, that he did come to check on me so it's like in the egyptian mystery systems it dealt a lot with the spiritual nature of the universe and human beings and their preoccupation with what we refer to as death but for them it was just really studying the nature of the soul that it's eternal and that it just transforms so it's really no different than going from that caterpillar to butterfly phase right and um you know without getting long-winded you know if you have any questions today i'll I'll roll with the questions because i could talk about that for two days i'm liking it (laughs) um so and that do you feel so that was your first sort of experience at four years old and you felt like okay this happened but nobody in the baptist religion that you were doing could really explain to you okay what is this i'm experiencing right okay so you know people as i got older i would bring it up just testing it i wouldn't even say it was me i said a friend of mine told me right (laughs) so you don't sound like the weirdo right but of course you know everybody in the church if it's something that they couldn't explain it had to be the devil right so you know it was (laughs) the devil it was a demon and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. but i personally know from experiencing it that it was definitely a very pleasant thing in that it was loving the whole nine that they really did come to check to see how I was doing not so much at that moment but in general yeah and do you feel that as a knowing like you feel that knowing in your soul yeah so the whole thing like we're talking about spiritual awakening right I think that some people 
you know, are, are really genuinely seeking. I think others are initiated. Mm. I think I was initiated. <laughs> I totally believe in initiation, um, that when things occur in your life and you have no idea why and it's turning crazy and it's upside down and you, you're wondering why. Um, I do believe sometimes that's an initiation for a spiritual awakening to start seeking, to start seeking. Um, that's a great point, Russell. Um, so let me ask you a question. Um, you know, a lot of people say that, oh, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. Um, tell me, how do you feel about that? Well, I'm, I'm one of those people, so. I say that I'm spiritual, not religious. Even though I grew up religious, I have nothing against religion. Mm -hmm. I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. What do you think religion is? How do you define religion? To me, religion is a deification of a culture. So, Mm -hmm. say for example, if you grew up in, say, China in the 1600s or Japan in the 1700s, you grow up in these different areas, you'll tend to follow the religion of that society because they're deifying their culture like say for example if we were in the 1600s and michael jordan existed jumping out of the gym with his tongue hanging out and the logo the whole nine and the statue outside of the building Mm -hmm. a thousand years from now they would say that there existed this man who once flew and you know all these mystical experiences or somebody like martin luther king a thousand years from now would be looked at as Jesus, right? Somebody who came and, you know, was following the tenets of of God and wanted to bring all the people together in love and all these different things, and he was murdered. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think religion is a deification of a culture, but in itself is not spiritual because Mm -hmm. it's neutral. Mm -hmm. So it it can be good, it could be bad. Uh, If you look at what can be good or bad are you referring the to? The religion. It right, could be used right, as right, a tool to right. help bring people towards spirituality or it can be used as a tool to enslave and to, right. to hold people back. I kind of feel like religion is one of the, is another thing, let me not say one of the things, but another thing that separates us. Just like how we're separated by race and gender and culture and religion and politics. I think it's all another category that separates us i do believe we are all one we share the one love under the creator the higher power of the universe or whatever you want to call it god universe you know allah whatever um do you believe Very that true. or what are your I, opinions i definitely believe that i think that it is divisive yeah in our society here in america sunday around one o'clock is probably the most segregated divided time in our society i believe that as well but people who are attending these services think that you know they're serving god things not saying that it's bad don't get me wrong i think a lot no, of, of course have great intent but there's something definitely wrong with the the way it's structured because we're still following like an old paradigm like the slave mm. quarters in in ghana and africa they had a church upstairs over top of the dungeon that they held the slaves captives before the, sh- the ships came to bring them to the Americas. So to me, that's not serving God. That's something else. Right. What I've learned is that it's levels to this thing. So if you don't know where to start and you know you need some type of spiritual feeding, then some people will be like, I just need to walk into a church and start somewhere. So I believe there's levels to to this. Um, so, you know, that's what some people need just to start. And um, because I, I believe the church is almost like it's like like minds, right? Like minds. So we may um, adapt some type of golfing after work type of uh, club, right? That's like, because you're with like-minded people that all like golf. Very much so. So, you know, church, let's just say, because church is anywhere, I believe. And, um, you know, I believe you can also serve outside the four walls. So if you just want that, that feeling of like minds inside the four walls, then 
you know, I think church is a great place, right? Right. I think it serves its purpose. Yeah, of yeah, I course. think it serves its purpose. I think I did my years, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready I, for something else. Yeah. Um. So, do you believe we are spiritual beings having a physical experience? Or? I definitely believe that. I definitely believe we are eternal spiritual beings having yes. a temporary existence, physical, physical existence plane. that we call life, right? All right. And yeah. um, that in itself, I think once people begin to understand that, I think they'll start to question their existence and and also a lot of the things that we're taught, whether it's in the classroom, uh, through television through church it's like there there are a lot of things that are being recycled and told over and over again that may not absolutely align with the truth mm-hmm. or or it kind of keeps you trapped right in a classroom mm-hmm. so yeah. right like say for example in your field you're you're in medicine right mm-hmm. you know a lot of people in religion feel that you know the bible is the end all be all but you can't read the bible to become certified to become a doctor and learn how to do open heart surgery etc right right so you have to look outside of that book and that's what i began to do i began to just read i've done a ton of reading over the years and attended a lot of lectures you know watched a lot of videos things of that nature Mm -hmm. really searching and trying to find out you know what this life really all entails mm-hmm. yeah i have to agree with you um it's it's like anything like if we don't continue to grow in a certain area then our growth stops there right so for example um we were talking about the church you know so if people are just going each sunday and depending on that pastor or that minister to deliver and feed them just by what that pastor or minister is saying it's going to be hard to grow right um because i I think that's just the beginning you got to take it upon yourself to 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 read to search to speak with other folks who are like-minded and who are also on that same path as you um because the growth will be stunted on a spiritual level right and and that's true i agree with that in all fairness to the ministers that are out there i i think that the intent of the majority of them is good but i think also that some really only go by what they learn and say if on a scale of one to ten they only reach that fourth level all they could do is master and teach that fourth level mm-hmm. but you know and you have some that that are higher you know that can teach it even higher but i think as far as spirituality is concerned it's a self journey i think mm. that you know some of these pastors ministers rabbis imams i think that they could be catalysts in sparking that spiritual awakening or that arousal like somebody like td jakes who i think is phenomenal you know uh i think that you know they can spark you to look deeper like i'm big on miles Moreau, even though yeah. i'm not big on church but miles Moreau kind of talks about this too as well that it's bigger than just church it's about the spiritual nature of human beings right mm-hmm. and i think once people start doing that self-evaluation and really you have to question everything because to me about 90 percent of what we've learned we have to unlearn mm-hmm. and uh, start all over I you know totally and, and, and i think that. it ties into some of the things that they say in religion it says that you have to come as a child right absolutely so in order for us at this stage to come as a child you pretty much have to start all over and i think that's what stops a lot of people from going on a spiritual journey because if if they feel that their life's going pretty good most people if they have food shelter clothing they're just comfortable but yet a lot of people are living in pain and suffering and they're addicted to their pain and suffering to the point where they've normalized it Mm -hmm. and don't realize that through evolving spiritually that there's a whole nother world out there that's magical that 
it interacts like what you're looking for is looking for you right right yeah so great health wealth love all these things are out there and and a lot of it is tied to your spiritual journey Mm -hmm. i agree um so if we are spiritual beings and we're having just a temporary physical experience then do you feel like we should mostly be trying to evolve spiritually i totally agree with that but i think people have to get to that point right where Um, the physical things don't define them so you know what do you say about the people who's like i don't believe in all that spiritual stuff you know i'm you know they're more into the earthly and the material and the physical things of this experience of life Right. What do you think about that? Well, I think to one to each his own. Mm-hmm. You know, my Absolutely. whole thing is I don't ever want to come across as trying to tell somebody what's right, what's wrong, or what to do. Hopefully, I could spark thought for them to look deeper into it, right? Right. But whether they believe it or not, it exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, in in this spiritual universe in which we live in it's interactive so whether they want to believe it or not their thoughts their actions things of that nature are going to yield fruit mm. so negative if you thoughts keep it, right if you yeah. keep it positive you'll yield positive fruit exactly negative so thoughts will yield negative negative fruit yeah that's why bad things happen to good people that's true somebody that's a good person may be going through a bad period and say for example they're going out seeking a relationship or business or whatever but they're really not at the top of their game like as far as how they feel about themselves and what they're going through right Mm -hmm. and you get to this level of desperation and they start settling for things which i feel that that gets into that whole manifestation of the life you want and stuff like that correct um but i do also believe that things occur outside of our control like we might have had our thoughts on all good things but something totally hits us left side right but in in a lot of cases there are things that we may have done at a earlier period or whatever and it's just a little delay for it to return back that's right that's true that, that karma is true. has no deadline that is a great it has point no deadline. but you know there are things that do occur outside of you know what we have control of but the majority of it is under our control because like they say it's 10 percent of what occurs and 90 percent of how we respond to it Absolutely. So it's like in part of a spiritual journey, awakening, is you do have these negative periods. You have the dark night of the soul, Mm -hmm. you know, where you you struggle with things, questioning things and go through these periods where nobody understands you and, and all these things. Or sometimes we have hurtful experiences, but the thing is to learn from them, like things aren't happening to you they're happening for you absolutely how do you define dark night of the soul for our listeners just in case someone may be having this experience right now or trying to figure all this spiritual stuff out how would you define dark night of the soul well i would look at it as that period where you know you're seeking and you know that there's something more out there and as you go through this awakening process it it can become painful because you're going to probably lose friends, loved ones. You're going to have people look at you as strange, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because they don't understand, you know, people, if they don't understand it, they seek to destroy it in some cases. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but you know that you have to continue through the pain and, and with the process to evolve. And it's just like good surgery, right? It's like, if you know, that you have to have that surgery to remove those malignant tumors or whatever it Absolutely. is, you're going to go through pain yes. and then you're going to go through a healing process, yes. but you're going to be better when you cross over Absolutely. to the other side. You know, I've heard it been called a death, a de- like an ego death. Um, how do you view ego versus spirit? And um, what's your take on that? I've heard different things. So okay. what do you... 
well ego is based upon fear Mm. and the soul is evolved out of love so in the universe there's only two real emotions love and fear and all the rest are derivatives of of the two two. i wholeheartedly believe that absolutely so the ego is something that we have to die to our ego self in mm-hmm. order to evolve higher, right? So in order to go from the caterpillar to the butterfly, we have to destroy the ego. It's less of me and more so of of this soul, which is part of this whole unified reality because we're all interconnected and we're yes. all microcosms of the macrocosm. Yes. So God is all of us collectively like say for example so it's the one drop in the whole ocean in the whole ocean mm. like if you went to the ocean and got a teaspoon of water and took it home mm. froze it did whatever it's still ocean water mm-hmm. our soul is still part of that ocean right we're part of the bigger whole right so that's the whole thing so if you ask me in reality who i am i mm-hmm. i'm god having an experience as russell bruce mm. like i'm That's that deep. drop of water that yes. comes from the creator i and, believe that and when my existence in this physical reality expires i go back to that ocean i totally believe that that's deep um so russell what should we all be doing to enhance our spiritual lives well i would say First of all, we have to ask ourselves questions, right? And number one would be, who am I? Like, who are you at the core? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think people, you know, would tend to define themselves. Like there's a saying that poor people define themselves by cars and clothes. Middle class people define themselves by titles and degrees. And the rich define themselves by their bank account. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, we're more than this physical reality. We are spiritual beings having a physical mm-hmm. experience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, know who you are. Find out what your purpose is. Like, why were we created? You know, we weren't created just to exist and mm-hmm. to walk around not knowing who we are and not challenge our thinking to think on a higher level of consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. We weren't meant to just come in here and live 72 years and die. That's part of the matrix. And a lot of people accept that matrix reality and they get out of it exactly what is given to them. And that does not come from God, right? You know, Miles Monroe said it best. He said that God is the greatest manufacturer in the history of the world. And when a manufacturer creates a product, he creates a product to become successful. And you need to go to the creator to figure out how to function right all the functions right okay yeah follow the laws in which it was created and i'm not going to say just go by the bible the bible has a lot of good stuff in it so that's a good manual but there are universal laws and principles that exist out there that were created by god right Mm -hmm. so it's like give us one like the law of reciprocity right like things things of like law of gratitude law of attraction law of attraction all these laws these were created by god for man right Mm -hmm. and i think all the religions if you look at it they all evolve out of these exact same principles they're all saying the same thing just different ways they're saying it different ways right and what happens is people are ego comes in my way's the best my way's the oldest and if you don't believe my way you're going to hell and all that that's so man-made that does not come from god mm-hmm. great so russell what are like the top three things that you could share with our listeners um that they could be doing in their own personal lives to align their spiritual self with their physical self so we realize that we are kind of in between two entities, a spiritual world and a physical world. So how can we best align ourselves physically and spiritually? What are the top three things that you could share with our listeners? That's a great question. That's a great question. I want to refer to something. I watched a documentary before called What the Bleep, and people could actually look that up online. 
where there was this scientist that was showing how water molecules reacted to the label that they put on the jar or if they talked about if they said I love you versus I hate you the water tend to crystallize differently based upon the vibration of what that. was felt with the words so you with, speak with, so <clears throat> are you saying if we have a glass of water and we speak love to this glass of water you're amazing you're great you're wonderful smart water <laughs> smart right. water you're smart you're beautiful you're all these wonderful things the water is going to the water responds differently so us physically as human beings our bodies consist of and women in particular is more probably about 80 percent water mm-hmm. um knowing that our body consists of water the foods that we eat consist of water so when you pray over your food you're changing the vibration of the food so when it goes into your body it reacts differently that's why some people could eat bad food and get a different response from the food based upon it sounds crazy i believe it it. i'm with you and i totally believe that that. right and that's why i make sure my kids when they bless your food do not just grab something and eat it Right, because we even the food we eat, and you know, I coach this with weight management, it has energy. So, you need to feed your body the right energy so that you can raise and ascend spiritually. Everything in the universe is based upon energy, even a rock has energy. Yep, yep. Our thoughts are energy, our thoughts are things. So, everything has a quantitative energy value. So, it's like so one of the things I would say, study the laws of energy. And if you're even going to talk about God and have a conceptualized idea, I think the Bible does God a disservice. They make God too small. right? Mm. They make wow. God. It, it, it's like they created point. God in the image of man versus us being in the image. We're microcosm. We're small. We are finite beings trying to define something that's infinite or infinite yes so it's like i don't know what exists in the woods in north carolina versus on another planet or in another galaxy and you're talking about the god of all these worlds and galaxies that we don't even know anything about that you want to say that started in 4004 bc so i wouldn't even try to define god but i know this much you can't even attempt to define it without understanding energy mm-hmm. because energy is that one thing that was never created nor destroyed whether they want to believe in big bang or the creation theory or whatever the one thing that's consistent is that this energy force that causes planets the sun everything to rotate and stay in its orbit and everything we're all part of that mm-hmm. and a little bit on energy and vibration you know, I believe that there's low vibrations and there's high vibrations. Very much so. I believe love is the highest vibration of all. And I think when you are in that love space and your heart chakra is open and your heart is open, that that's when miracles, signs and wonders occur. Um, you, you understand? And manifestation. Um, I totally agree with that. So in low vibration, what is that? Well, it's the whole thing. When you're looking at energy, there's positive and negative energy. Right. Whether it's something as simple as a car battery. So fear, if it's the opposite, love exactly. is the opposite of fear. So low vibration is fear and jealousy and envy and all these low vibration feelings and emotions that you are putting out to the world in which you are attracting because you, the law of attraction is what we put out comes back to us right what you're looking for is looking for you we mm-hmm. we are like human magnets right so it's like if you continue to keep your thoughts high positive and vibrate high that's why every day i try to wake up going back to the three things prayer meditation you know and study you know it's like mind body soul you have to like all three of them have to kind of work in unison together right Mm -hmm. you want to work out you want to eat the right foods drink plenty of fresh water uh you want to think good thoughts you want to read books you know and books that are progressive you know things that are going to enlighten your mind expand your consciousness um 
then spiritually you want to like like i said like prayer and meditation is commune with with the higher essence of the universe regardless of your religion or whatever i'm not against any of it like i said it's kind of neutral it's really what people choose to do with it Mm-hmm. But spirituality to me is that next level or that next great thing that we must all do regardless of what it is that you believe. Wow, that's awesome. Um, Russell, so you're a man and um I know that some men often have a hard time accepting Last time I checked I was right. <laughs> yes. Um they often have a hard time accepting their spiritual calling. Um Tell us about your journey just as a man and the spiritual, because, you know, let's be real about this. You know, we often see the churches full of women. True. Very few men are in the churches. Very few uh, ministries are being led by men. We see our women, you know, leading and all this stuff. So tell me, you know, just what can we do better what can men do better to go ahead, hear that call, receive that call, surrender to that call, and walk in that call? Wow, that's deep. Um, I think in this society in which we live today, right, and in, in looking at religion, say in this society, which is more of a Christian society, I think men by nature a lot of men and I'm gonna be honest with you a lot of men look at it as a con game mm. you know and a lot of men they they want to be in control of their own destiny and I could speak about black men in particular because that's what I know best that's who I am mm-hmm. it's like we live in a society that is contrary to who we are naturally and kind of beats us down right so it's like when you leave outside the door and go to work or whatever you got the world beating you up and everything else and then you go to a church on sunday and you're giving power to another person over not just you but your family you know and it's people will probably argue that that theory or whatever but it's you know, and then give them your money. You know, that whole thing. There's a lot about religion that has a lot of holes in it. And a lot of it's debatable and everything of that nature. As far as the rituals and the practices. So God is real. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the rituals and practices kind of cause men to take a back seat. Like they don't want no parts of it. But if you look at the society as a whole, less people are going to church. But it doesn't have so much to do with a male female uh, psyche or phenomena it's more so that we're changing ages right we're it's not sustainable to be honest with you the way religion is today it's not sustainable that's why you see a lot more people people are seeking with the internet and everything out knowledge and information is more available so people are evolving the Aquarian age right, right? the Aquarian mm-hmm. age so people are evolving they, they want answers to mm-hmm. things there are more and you think just sticking with that question as far as the men do you feel men are seeking more now I would say everybody is seeking more now and definitely definitely you have more men more men are apt to awaken to spirituality than to religion okay I think religion is demanding too much of physical things like your money your time things of that nature mm-hmm. right i think whereas spirituality because spirituality demands a lot as well it, it demands you to change right you know but it's like people have to uh everybody has their own mission like my mission versus another man's going to be a little bit different because they're they can only evolve based upon their emotional and uh physical experiences right because i think that's how we all grow so how do you surrender to the call the you know like we said sometimes that spiritual awakening comes at an event like you're forced into it and if and you can't understand what's happening in your life how do you surrender to that call (laughs) as a man right right you know and i and i think in my case it's, it's a little bit different right I I could just say over this past year, right, 
I had this fear of public speaking, but I always wanted to be a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. But when asked what did I want to do, I'm telling all my friends that, hey, I want to do motivational speaking. You know, I'm not going to be an engineer the rest of my life, that I have to go ahead and uh, recreate myself and evolve to this next phase, right? I know that I have it in me, but it's like, do I start to go take uh, classes on learning how to speak in front of people, all these different things, right? So putting it out in the universe, all of a sudden I get a call to do a commencement speech for my high school. I did not solicit it, mm-hmm. but it solicited me. So what I was looking for was looking for, for me, and I knew it came from God. So it's like, God's like, okay, you asked for it, here it goes. Mm. I couldn't say no. You kind of put that energy out there I, I, and it exactly. came to you. So I couldn't say no. I couldn't worry about having to go stand up in front of 1,700 people, mm-hmm. which I did. And I prepared for it just as if it was a basketball game or anything else because I've played in front of thousands of people before. And I had to just psych myself out, go out there and do it. And it was almost like skydiving or something like that for the first time. I got up there and pretty much had an out-of-body experience and the fear of public speaking is gone wow. and I've done it a couple of times since then and so much of of life is walking through the fear walking towards our pain right and getting on the other side of it because our better our greater is on the other on side the other of side. the fear on the other side of that pain so true. yeah that is so true um is there any other points you would like to share in regards to men and spiritual awakening and any advice for any of our male listeners um, if they are struggling or they feel like, you know, they're at a point in their life where, you know, I'm feeling this call towards something? Right. So I, I think it's a situation where we feel somewhat trapped and limited into this physical reality, right? But the thing is, the spiritual world is what really influences the physical. So Mm. you have a situation where ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. Like you see it every day. Like you have some of these athletes who who come from very humble beginnings and now they're multimillionaires. Or you have this person who, um, you know, in their science class ended up creating some some new device or whatever but it's like i think once people go on that spiritual journey like i did like i come from very humble beginnings on paper i should be a statistic my daddy wasn't around my mom was physically abused uh all of these things grew up poor and you know on paper i could have sat back and said because i came from this background that you know i'm just gonna set my reality and i'm not gonna change But through the years, from the experiences that I said I had as a child and throughout, I've had visions, I've had all kind of things that showed me in my teen years, my life now. Mm. So those spiritual things are what kept me going because it's like, if you know the end result, you know what I'm saying? And this is not just my journey, it's everybody's journey. Do you believe those are spiritual gifts? I believe that vision, vision is definitely a spiritual gift, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that knowing that is like knowing that if you do the right things, that the end result, that love is going to conquer evil, that, you know, life is going to be good as long as you follow those tenets under which you were created by the most high, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that I'm going to be successful in the end and I seen the visions, I just created a bridge back to where I was today. Mm -hmm. Knowing what the end result is going to be, I'm going to walk a certain way, I'm going to talk a certain way, and I'm going to do these things and align myself so when I get there it's it's not going to be some mystery or something new it's just going to be like walking through a door Mm. and I think that each individual man out there has that capability regardless to whether or not they feel society's beating them down or whatever go within quit looking at what's outside of you where you live is totally insignificant especially even in this physical reality because we're living in this knowledge and information age where everything is rapidly changing like new millionaires are being created because people are able to like sit at home with a laptop and create apps and all these different things 
we need to start looking at building the minds of children and and adults like we but adults you have to tear down the old thinking and rebuild but with kids they're empty vessels right that's so true change the way you think change the mind change the spirit and the physical reality changes it's magic wow that's some good stuff russell um what book would you recommend to our listeners (laughs) what book god i read a lot of books um and usually my favorite book is the one that I'm currently reading, right? So what is the book? Right now I have two. All right, give us two. One I'm rereading because I had the audio book, and the audio book you don't retain that much. And it's Think and Grow Rich. But it does have some spiritual principles in there. Read Chapter 11. I'm not going to say the title because you guys might think I'm out left field somewhere. <laughs> think and Grow Rich, Chapter 11, men. Okay. It talks about how men really don't reach their success until their 50s. You know, you could reach it earlier, but truly, like, it's never too late. They don't reach to their 50s, and there's a reason. So, matter of fact, tied into your question, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Chapter 11. Hmm. It's okay. on sexual transmutation, by the way, but it it's it's deep. Please read it. Matter of fact, you hear all these different gurus out here talking everybody refers back to that book and specifically that chapter okay and what about the second book the second book i would say the celestine prophecy i think because uh the early chapters of the book pretty much talk about what we are experiencing not just individually but collectively like we live in a or live on a planet that's a living entity right so the earth is rapidly going from say the third dimension to the fifth dimension the whole global warming phenomena is something that's cyclical in nature so it's really not new but that's that's a long story the the people who are trying to fight it and change it and everything they weren't around the last time it occurred so Mm -hmm. it's like it's new so it's all based upon the ancient Mayan, ancient Egyptian calendar, which is like a 25,920 year cycle, where every time we get to this period, the earth heats up, it goes from white to black, meaning that we come out of this asleep period and we go into an awakened period. So the energy on the earth is changing, which is going to cause all that. of us to I feel flight. that. I feel there's some major shifts going on. Exactly. It's not just it's heat. Just it's just getting crazy yeah, out here. <laughs> it's not just heat. It's changing yes. everything from our DNA and everything else. And if we don't adapt to the new energy, mm. you're going to see people. That's why you have people just dying from diseases at younger ages, things of that nature, because they're not adapting to the energy. Wow. Or you see people who are old who are starting to look young because they're understanding and they're identifying what this energy is and how to live within it right Mm -hmm. but the celestine prophecy talks about these different insights and how man is starting to see that these coincidences or they're not there's not such thing as a coincidence that they're synchronicities that these synchronicities as you become more consciously aware of them they begin to increase Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same as what we've been talking about the whole time, the blessings and all these different things that occur as a result. So and the synchronicities, is that like seeing 444, 1111, number synchronicities or... Right, right. So you have a lot of people who are experienced. As a matter of fact, I experienced those. My birthday is 1111. I see 1111 a lot. And it does have a spiritual meaning to it. You know, we all converted to this spiritual reality so many years back it hadn't been around forever because you remember the old clocks had the hand that went around the dial and things of Mm -hmm. that nature but and i like to think of it as some type of confirmation of alignment that is very true so you know that that is that you are physically aligned and spiritually aligned and you're getting those confirmations along the way and something or somebody is letting you know that they're there with you right I, i totally believe that so, Russell, um, what is the matter of your heart right now? The matter of my heart right now, I would say for myself personally, is to continue on my spiritual journey, uh, to keep developing myself spiritually and learning more and 
the more I learn, the more I want to teach. Mm-hmm. And uh, collectively for everybody, I just hope that there's this mass awakening to where we get the critical mass and we can make a difference in this world. Wow. Um, any last remarks for our listeners? Um, um, anything at all I would just on spiritual say, awakening? I would just say, hey, it's everybody's personal journey. Hopefully you got something out of uh, what we discussed today. And uh, looking for more people out there to join the Vibe Tribe. You know, and there's yeah. just people that are vibing on this energy because it's, it's very few people that you could even have these types of conversations with. But I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, it's been, um, it's you know, every time I have these small conversations with you, it's always so enlightening for me. So I really, really hope uh, our listeners were able to really get something from it and like you said at least start to provoke some thought about their life and what they're doing and why they're on this earth and their mission and stuff like that um so how can uh we reach you as far as motivational speaking well i'll give you my social media (laughs) credentials i'm on facebook at russell bruce r-u-s-s-e-l-l last name bruce there are several out there um trying to think of how you could identify me i'm a chocolate ball head guy so <laughs> if you see that most of the other Russell he's Bruce's right he is are of european <laughs> descent uh also uh i'm a closet chef so you can find me on instagram where i display my cooking skills at closet chef russ or you can look me up there as well under russell bruce once again, it's two S's and two L's. Awesome. Well, that was an amazing conversation with Russell Bruce. Um, we are excited that you guys are our listeners here at Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about all things of the heart and soul. If you would like to reach out to us, please send all of your emails at dearmattersoftheheartandsoul at gmail.com. I am Janie Charlo, your host, and we'll talk to you guys later.